Tweet me Instagram. I want to know, is it easy to throw a baseball 75 miles per hour? Because I know no. darn well you can't do it. And we're back. Double coverage with the McCordy twins coming from Dev's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful basement. It gets better, I feel like, every week. It looks a little bit better, but it looks exactly the same. But, I mean, because we only come down here for, what, an hour uh, out of the week. So, yeah, no, the it's kind of exciting. It's new each time. The weather has shifted on us, and I can already tell um, that when, we're in the basement. when December hits, we're going to be recording in winter jackets. Nah, um, I'm in the works. I'll get us situated. We'll, we'll be good. Well, we'll, I mean, have... we'll, 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 see, we'll see what happens. But as of right now... Can you tell your former teammates that we're busy? Like, stop calling you during the podcast. I got friends I play with. Come on, man. Man. Call we're friends. You. We talk. Michael Griffin. Maybe you should watch the podcast. Don't call <laughs> while we're, we're taping. Don't do that. <laughs> Once again, welcome to our show, man. Uh, you guys know. Here, you get ready. You can find us on <laughs> iTunes. All you got to do is go on. Mama, we made it. Search McCordy Twins are right there on iTunes under podcast. If you want to see our beautiful faces, you can go on YouTube, search double coverage with the McCordy Twins and we're right there. And as always, we're there on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, McCordy Twins. Next week, I think I'm going to drop a a, a beat for when you bring that in. No, I'm I'm already, I'm already. Since we got the laptop I'm already tired of, tired of your ad. I'm going to jump in the title and give us something. It's so crazy. Um, as you go through your laptop to set up all the stuff that we do on our show, there's always multiple tabs open. And like you go on, and I'll, I go and I see a Nordstrom tab open. Speak for I, yourself. I have one thing open. Yeah. And what I haven't you got in your cart. I haven't been on Nordstrom. I haven't been. But it's my wife. And it's just like she used my laptop when I'm not there. And I guess she's online shopping. And it's like you go on there and you're like, well, I wasn't shopping. And more, more, your more order story. Your order total is pretty high. More of the stories. Oh. Don't, don't get married. Run your household. Don't run around it. <sighs> Quick shout out to our partners, as you know, here on Double Coverage, Boston Medical Center, Next Step, Embrace Kids Foundation. We've all come together, partnered together to tackle the sickle cell disease. Uh, trying to continue to do more. As don't, always. don't, don't forget to check us out. Dang, I feel like the first time we said this was a long time ago, but uh, October twenty second, Monday coming up. Uh, we're at Royale in Boston, Tackle Sickle Cell Casino Night. Um, come check out myself, J Mac, a uh, bunch of teammates. Um, years past, we had Deion Lewis last year, uh, James White, David Andrews, Dante Hightower, um, Kyle Van Oy, Deron Horn. We had a, a bunch of guys, so come check us out. Uh, we'll have some pretty cool gifts on yeah, there. TackleSickleCell.org. You can get all the information out. This will be this will be my first. Don't blow it. Don't ruin it. This will be my first official casino night in Boston. It's a lot of energy in there. This is what the fourth one. Yeah, a lot. And of I, energy. I've yet I've yet to be able to attend any of them. So I, I mean I'm excited. Like, you I, should be excited. Last year we sold a Bill Belichick cut hoodie for I think thirteen thousand dollars. We 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 helped a you lot. See, of, I say we we raised what two two hundred thousand last year. Yeah, we as in the people that was here. Yeah, but I'm a, par- a good I'm, job. I'm a part of the Tackle Sickle Cell family. So whatever you guys raised, I'm a part of. So Yeah, but you wasn't you weren't actively there. You just, you know, what I mean you're you were what? A figurehead, they say. Your name was there, but there's no and each year people always ask, Is your brother coming? Is your brother coming? And I'm like, nah, like especially last year, I was like, No, nah, I know you probably think he doesn't play football anymore, but he's actually playing in Cleveland, so he can't make it, you know, so it worked out this year. I try not to dwell on the past. So uh, <laughs> moving right along, we're going to take a tiptoe back into the past. Looking at our, our weekend, uh, finished up 
you know, Sunday night game. This Sunday night game, you feel like you're waiting all day on Sunday to get to the game. It is a long wait. And then uh, this week, Sunday night game and coming off a Thursday night game, mm. long, it felt like a long week, but um, it was a, a long week we needed, you know, going yeah. against the Chiefs. Obviously, we talked last week, um, top team in the AFC. So to go out there and get a win um, was great. And as you always say, Always better to watch the film and make corrections coming off a win. As you guys, whoever goes on the Patriots site and see post game, the locker room and all of that, I'm Jay's one of always the most energetic. exciting guys always. in the locker room post win. So it does not going to change. Whenever <laughs> we win, I'm coming in there fired up. It's hard to win in this league. So you got to take advantage. But like you said, man, Sunday night, a very entertaining game, a lot of back and forth as defense. That's all we, that's all we heard too. Yeah. All day yesterday, people talking about how exciting the game was and then, I think for the guys on defense, it, it was kind of like, yeah. yeah, but we, you know, you don't, you're not out there trying to give up 40 points. Yeah, so we don't want it to be entertaining. <laughs> so obviously a lot of work for us moving forward, uh, getting ready for a Chicago team coming up Sunday, going very, uh, on the road. To very, Chicago. And very similar to Kansas City as mm -hmm. far as Nagy being in Kansas City. So um, even when you watch the film, you can see um, different versions of how to get to the same thing, especially when you take out Tyreek Hill and you put in Cohen. Mm -hmm, definitely. You Definitely. get another dangerous, fast player out there. So, um, you know, another tough task. Always. But one thing that was cool about Sunday night was each time there was a little break in action, they throw up that Red Sox score. And it was perfect because any dull in our stadium, which wasn't, it wasn't many, you know, dull moments, dull moments in there, but the crowd would go crazy. They throw it up there. It's 2 0 Boston. Then Boston's up again when they throw it up there. Um, so I thought that was awesome. You know, what's, I, the, what's the city like here? You know, um, that was different for me even last year being in Cleveland. You had the Browns were there. You had the Indians were there. You had the uh, Cavs were there. So just having that sports atmosphere, obviously we didn't do a lot of winning, but still just a lot of sports fans. And it's similar here in Boston with the with the Sox, the Bruins, the Patriots, all there and the Celtics. What's it like in this city when you have a Red Sox win, a Patriots win, a Celtics win as well? What's oh, it's, it's awesome. And I think you got to see that front and center Sunday. Um, you call it title town for a reason. And I think this time of the year, you know, obviously we're getting to that midpoint where things are picking up, you know, games aren't just, you know, this team versus that team, but it's like last week, five and O chiefs, you know, versus mm -hmm. the Patriots who, you know, have now been on a little bit of roll and now you get playoff baseball. Everyone knows, you know, watching the baseball and the playoff time is so, so much better. So, uh, to have all of that going on right in the city, I know people had a tough time probably deciding like, dang, what do I want to do tonight? Do I want to sit outside for the Sox, sit outside for the Pats? <laughs> um, and then, you know, even mommy said there were some people at the game. And I was like, it's hard to focus on the game because I keep watching the Red Sox either on the TV or on your phone. No doubt about um, it. But I think it keeps the, the city buzzing. Even we were out today, somebody walked by and was like, oh, you don't understand how happy my week is when you guys went on Sunday. So they had a uh, few more choice words than that though. Yeah. I mean, but it, it was live right off. True off, Bostonian. Yeah. It was right off uh, Boylston street. So you get the real, you know, you got to <laughs> get used to that. Um, but no, I think it's great. The whole city's buzzing. And um, I think the teams have a big impact on the city, obviously what they do on the field or court. Um, but you always, or the ice, I should say, but you always see them out in the community too. So people really attached to that. Definitely followed up Sunday night's game Monday, uh, Monday evening was, I guess, a, a, a plethora of, of different events that charity we were at. Night. Uh, yeah. A little bit of charity night, a market basket event. 
that we uh we both hosted at uh scorpion uh scorpion bar right patriot, patriot place, place with uh winners contest winners got a chance to hang out with me and dev uh now was brought to you by uh market basket and then also uh with our partnership with boston medical and uh, we were able to have a good time me and dev got on stage they asked us a few questions uh bantered back and forth a little <laughs> bit i explained yeah. to the people that the the uh better mccordy is in town now and the guys in the locker room are starting to really understand and appreciate that so uh They're starting to teeter back you know i think it's like anybody they get a new toy the guy has a girlfriend for a long time he sees a new girl that comes in the office he's kind of like dang who's that and two months in he's like my girl does it you know he sticks back at home or the, the that new toy you got when you were a kid you got kids i'm sure but they got old faithful is this your is they this got your, old reliable is this back to your 80 20 rule that that that, that you, you they got that thing that they just know like this is it you're just a new toy bro you're just a fad as they say took off from the market basket event and then <laughs> headed to kyle van noy he had an event over at rolls royce and Wayland, Wayland, Wayland. I don't know where we were. I felt like we was all the way in the sticks, just riding around. No, we were, we were, we were just right up uh, ninety five. Yeah, I, right I don't know where I'm going. So, but uh, a great, a great event. We got a chance to get in there, look at some beautiful automobiles that we do not plan to purchase anytime soon. Rolls Royce, Bentley. Well, shout out, shout out to uh, KV. Picked us up in a Rolls Royce, yeah, dropped definitely. us off. So, um, well, my, he did pick us yeah, up. Yeah, but he, my, he arranged my, it. My first time in a Rolls Royce, so. Um, Indeed, it was cool. Lamborghinis were in there. My wife was flicking it up, taking yeah. pictures. It was a cool thing. You get to take your wife there, show her all those beautiful cars, and have a good time, look inside of them, ask a ton of questions, and you said, "See, babe, like I mean, perfect example." David Andrews sits down in one of the Lamborghinis while Duran's behind the wheel and taking pictures, and we're having a good it's time. Cool. So it's fun. Time to get out. David's David rocking. Is He's stuck. in there rocking. Couldn't get out. Needed a hands for to pull him up out of the car. To and get out and what happened? So I go to help him up, and I'm thinking he needs a little boost. He grabs all of me. I said, "Whoa, whoa, three hundred pounds don't, now! Don't break the car." I, I mean, I could, I could barely help him out. So for him, six hundred thousand dollars for a Lamborghini, and you get stuck in it every and time. You David, get out. being David, turned and looked at uh, one of the employees. Says, six hundred thousand dollars. I can't get out of the car. I'm good on that. <laughs> What an amazing <laughs> event. Uh, we even were able to live auction uh, a Devin McCourty jersey. Uh, I took the rings on that in my live auction. Going once, going twice, going th sold. It was actually halfway decent. Yeah, I was pretty good. I was entertaining. The people loved it. If, you, if you're really interested, uh, next Monday... We host a, the live auction. Live auction is what I do. Yeah, we might bring a guest in. Deron Harmon has filled in for you pretty, pretty seamlessly. I've heard, yeah, I've, he's heard done, I've heard great things about he's him. He's done a great job. Heard so. great things about that guy. But yeah, Kyle's event, uh, benefiting foster children. Um, a good time. He's doing a really good job with that. Uh, excited and proud whenever teammates are doing stuff out in the community, starting their own foundations and uh, things of that nature. And uh, just moving on, talking a little bit more football. Um, heading on the road this week. And uh, so far, we haven't won a game on the road, been undefeated home here at uh, Gillette Stadium. What, Shout out to the fans. That's without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. What is? What are the big differences when you talk about home games, away games? A lot of people just see us playing the game on Sunday and it doesn't really matter to them what stadium it's at. Obviously, home games, they can go away games. You're watching them on TV. But as a player, take us through, I guess, from Saturday leading up to the game of the travel and what's it like um, in the game prep. Home yeah, I away. think that's where it sticks out. Obviously, Friday, Friday, 
uh, well, Wednesday through Friday is all the same, um, going into practice, getting all those things done. But Saturday is when the schedule really changes, mm -hmm. where you come in normal morning Saturday. But once you finish meetings now, it's getting dressed to go on the plane, get on the bus, then go to the plane and fly to whatever get city. Get dressed. You, you suit guy, suit tie. Mandatory. But I get fresh. Like, that's what I do. One of the best dressed? Easily. How, how do you rank? I mean, there's a newcomer coming Top five. in. I'm Easily. right there, right? Top five. I, I, I feel like I I'm higher, though, because I always felt like Tom shouldn't be included on that because he's sponsored by Tom Ford. So it's kind of like, how would you not be fresh? Um, but we got some we got some pretty good best dressed coach. Oh, my man, Josh McDaniels. We, got mm. a, we always got a competition every Saturday, see who looks the best. So he thinks he won the Detroit game, I guess that was, the last time we traveled. So I got to step my game back this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think then from there, it's getting to a hotel that you, you know, you're not familiar with. You're sleeping in a new bed. But um, then Sunday, I think we try to do a great job of making everything very similar to when we're at home. All of the times match up, whether it's pregame meal, whether it's a morning meeting or something like that, all of that matches up. Um, but then getting familiar once you get to the stadium, you know, you don't know it. Where's yeah. where's the play clock? You know, where's the game clock? Uh, how's the footing? How's the surface? Figuring out all those things. Um, but, you know, I think from my time here, Bill always says to be a good team, you have to learn how to win on the road. Um, and I think some of that is just a mentality of not caring whether you're at home or on the road. Um, but knowing how to execute exactly what you want to do in the game plan, playing fast, getting off to an early start too. Uh, I think one of the worst things that we've done so far is not get off to an early start on the road, allow the crowd to really be in into the game, energetic, um, and going the whole game. It just makes it tougher. It doesn't mean you can't win, um, but when you're on the road, you don't want to make things tougher for yourself. Definitely. And I think for me, even some of the things that factor in, uh, those away games, sometimes you feel better as a player because you get away from everything. Yeah. You get away from all the no distractions. distractions. You don't know it's anyone true. there. Uh, the home games, you look, especially this year, this year has been different coming from me closer to home. Um, you're dealing with everybody asking you for tickets. Can I get a ticket to the game? Yeah, you can get a ticket. Hey, man, you think I can get three more tickets? Uh, my cousin Ray Ray wants to come and he wants to a bring. Pookie. Yeah, they want to bring the whole fam. And it's just like, well, you know, the Tickets $120 or however much a ticket costs that week. Usually it's about like, 150 It's like, do I really? I don't know. Cousin, I, don't know I don't know Cousin Pookie and Ray Ray and them. So I don't know if I want to give you a ticket for that. So I think sometimes going on the road, you get away, get away. from yeah, that's true. tickets and, and having to deal with all that. Who's and, staying at the house? Who's not staying at the house? Exactly. What time they come? You got to help your wife clean up the house on Friday <laughs> before everybody gets there on Saturday. Um, and then also then you, the night games, you think about it, we'll wake up early in the morning. Like Sunday, we wake up early we'll do our morning meetings and then you get a huge gap where you're mm -hmm. off and it's like sometimes when you're on the roll you may hey, go for a walk real quick outside come back in take a nap get ready for the game and me and you always joke about it as soon as you get home you got a honey do list real quick right, can you go um the babies woke up for a nap. Can you go get her or whatever the case may be? Um, my routine these past two uh, night games, third, the Thursday night and the Sunday night, me and my son, Caden, we go upstairs and we take our uh, our afternoon naps together. So Thursday, he chose not to sleep and he was just up on his iPad the whole time while I got a nap. Sunday, the game was Sunday. Night, the, I was talking about the Thursday. Oh, uh, okay. Come this Sunday, we both were knocked out. So uh, it works out good though. Me and him get our nap in together and we're ready to rock and roll when it's wait time to wake up. So... You know, not too bad. It's a but good time. It's a good thing. The tough thing for me after night games is going to sleep, though. 
I come in You're wired up. Yeah. And like Sunday we come back, it's already midnight. So for me and uh at home with wife, kids, um, our youngest is, you know, Kai, she's 18 months, but she's been our tough child. She has bad allergies and et cetera. And she hasn't, she's has yet to sleep through the night. So we figured that's it. This is it. We're going to get her to sleep through the night. So I figured why not after a game? So good, good luck. Came home Sunday night. Obviously, um, they were with the sitter. She was asleep. She woke up probably around, I want to say, 1.30-ish. She woke up. I wasn't asleep yet. So I like told my wife, I got it. Don't worry about it. Go to sleep. Daddy's I got here. this. I got this. So, you know, I'm so like. So what happened? We'll stay up, pat her back a little bit, rock her to sleep. 1.30. Not, every, not everybody has that great touch. I found that out. 1.30 turned into 5 a.m. snack. We were down in the kitchen applesauce a little bit of kiwi i'm like she just needed a little something to fill her tummy she'll go to sleep five o'clock turned into 6 a.m and it wasn't just like we were just up hanging out it was we were up she would hang out for a little bit then she'd realize mom wasn't there i want mama i want mama she was trying to leave the room the daddy just wasn't doing it it was rough we didn't go to sleep till (laughs) six in the morning it was rough last night was better though she went to sleep at one did it again come on man you gotta step up to the plate she went to sleep at 1.30, slept through the night from there. So I didn't get up until 9.30 after that because I was catching up on a lot of sleep. But we did, we, we're working on it. It's oh, getting better. Must be nice. For me, I, I woke up, you know, Tuesday morning, 7 a.m., took little one to school. You know what I mean? Came back, handled what I had to handle while you were sleeping in until 9.30. So uh, enjoy that. I, I, I guess your wife's- I'm here with you now. Yeah, I mean, it's way later in the day. You got some filming today? Yeah. Me too. So that means our day was exactly the same. Kind of. But for me, after the game, I always sit down, watch a little Netflix. I was watching uh, Peaky Blinders. Good show on Netflix. Never heard of it. Four seasons, only six episodes a season. You might want to check it out. It's the old school gangsters back in England. Cool. 1920s, around that time. Check it out, man. You gonna check it out? No, you probably won't check it out. I'm a busy guy. You don't believe in doing great things. I'm a busy guy. You don't believe in it. Three kids, wife, they, football. I'm sure. I'm sure they could use some time without you. Got this cool podcast going. <laughs> Pretty busy. Says who? Yeah, I guess that's true. I got, Says who? But gotta, gotta go. Gotta go check the numbers on our subscribers. See, see if, see if we're doing all right. Not. Yeah, you know. Maybe we should be growing a little bit. I hope so. You keep saying this, Mama. We made it after one we- a day. One a day. Ain't gonna do much. Keeps us on the air, probably. Well, as long as your basement's up and running, keeps us we, on the air. We can be on the That's air. That's what I'm saying. The camera not leaving. What'd you think, man? Le'Veon Bell reports that he's coming back soon. Uh, accept him. Um, no. You don't right? You accept no, him? No, so we don't have One to of play the best him. Players in the NFL. No, so we don't have to play him. I'm That's saying a, if you're on his team. Oh yeah. Um, very interesting story. I mean, I think we've talked about it before. It seems like it's been going on forever. Um, but a very solid football team. Um, but I think it is different. I think it's even different. Um, we talk about that when a guy that's a starting player, he's a great player, gets hurt and someone plays for him and they step up. I mean, look at Fitzmagic and Jameis Winston. Before you even go there, holding out. Good, bad, agree, disagree. Do what you got to do. We hit this. When we talked about, remember, we talked about Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. You always do what you got to do. Do whatever you think is best for you personal, personally. Um, because right, at the same you, time, you could get mad at the player. We could also say, why don't the team just pay him? Yeah, Earl Thomas. Yeah, exactly. When we talked about that. So, um, But I think you know it is a unique situation because you do now have James Conner, 
who's an animal, runs hard, you know, a lot of yards at the contact, mm-hmm. one of the top rushers in the league so far this year. But you also have Le'Veon Bell, perennial all-pro, pro bowl player. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see. You know, I think uh, you know, you know, as when you have a team – Let's just go in training camp at the end of July and you look at the team now in October, it's different. Yeah. Guys that you didn't expect to count on, you're counting on now. Guys that wasn't even on your team in July are now on your team. That's true. You look at the Josh Gordons, you know, he wasn't here. Mm-hmm. He's now currently on our team making plays. Yeah. You look at Julian Edelman, who it's in July I was thinking gone, about, you know, I got that. a four game suspension. Now Jules is back full tilt in our offense. Mm-hmm. So um it will be interesting to see. But I think because of how the league works, this is not so unique that they can't because yeah. like I said, injury, suspension, things like this happen, even though it's by choice and it's a holdout. Um as long as you, as a team, you don't make it a distraction. I think the guy comes in, he gets back into the rhythm. You know, obviously football, you can't just go out there and play. Um, even though Le'Veon Bell is a little bit of a freak, so he might be able to go do that. Um, but you know, I think they will be able to just add him in. He's a guy who's been there too. So no, without a doubt. And I think I remember um, my second year in Tennessee, Chris Johnson held out. He ended up coming back and uh, at some point in training camp they got his contract done and i think i agree with you 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 have to i I have no problem with anybody holding out and i think just from a team's perspective in that locker room you look at that as as strictly business and i think sometimes you know as a player you're looked down upon but you don't look any different when we're in the locker room and next thing you know a guy that's a a leader or, or a guy that's been there for years is he's released but due to cap cap casualty, we call it. And uh, he's a guy that you have to move on from in the locker room. You say, hey, I mean, we're going to miss business. him. It's business, mm-hmm. but we understand we got to move forward. And it's no different. A guy saying like, hey, like I've outplayed my contract by this and much more. And we're trying to negotiate something, but we can't yeah. work it out. And I'm just going to protect my body and my own investment until that is. Or, but I think at the same time, like you just had a player of his caliber, when he does show up, he shows up and you put him in <laughs> and you can't really wait. And I think as well as James Conner is playing, why wouldn't you want to add another weapon yeah, to the it's offense? Very true. So uh, having both of them, I think, will benefit them the most. And it makes me think back to my rookie year when I got here. I didn't obviously didn't know him at the time, but uh, when I first got here, Logan Mankins uh, was holding out. He wasn't here. Um, and after I got to know him through my years here, there's no better teammate, leader, captain um, that I've ever played with. I mean, the guy played through numerous injuries mm-hmm. um i'm talking about injuries that you're supposed to sit out for the whole year he was out there, out there playing, playing. And, um so i don't think i think sometimes from the outside looking at you think dang this guy he's holding out you know he's not he for the be team. selfish he's, yeah. you know and that's not necessarily the case i think players understand that and i think logan was a great example of when logan came back in no distraction no anything he came back in he played his guard position he was all pro <laughs> He went to the Pro Bowl after missing like six or seven games. Um, and he's, you know, nothing changed, I think. But you have to decide that as a team. Like, all right, he's back. Let's go. Let's roll. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's good timing because I was, me and you were talking about before in the league right now, 
everything is still kind of up for grabs, especially the way the league has kind of been this year. Um, there's a, a bunch of teams that are just right there in the middle mm-hmm. of the pack and um, not everyone has separated themselves. So it's almost like the perfect time. And, you know, we start the season and maybe the first two weeks go on this team's 2-0, mm-hmm. this team. And it's like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're going to win the Super Bowl. And it's like you fast forward a few more weeks and it's just like the very team they were talking about was going to win the Super Bowl. Now, all of a sudden, all the experts are saying they're terrible. They're not going to make the playoffs. Fast forward a few more weeks, there'll be new teams on mm-hmm. top, new teams. That, it's so, a constant changing cycle. Yeah, and that's, I think, what's really cool about our league is that it, it is so much uh, so much competition. And parity. Yeah. yeah, when you look at and it, I, just the back and forth. And I think people don't always, like, the season is a 16-game season. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not a eight-game season where, you know, you can decide at the halfway point which teams are going to be good, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. Like you constantly see teams getting better. Yeah. You and every year you'll see teams that get better and they might be four, 2 and 4 right now, they might be 4 and 2, they might be undefeated, they might be 1 and 4. Yeah. Like you just don't know um what's going to happen, but you know games will continue to happen. Yeah. So you will always have an opportunity to get better or get worse and you'll see that. Like I remember seeing teams that might be two and five at one point in the season. Then they go on a roll, sneak into the playoffs in a wild card, and then take off from there because they're still on a roll. You know, and I remember in 2015, we started off 10 and 0, and everyone was writing how good. And then, you know, we lost four out of our last six. Mm. And from being on good teams, you kind of knew, like, dang, this is not really where we want to be, you know, feeling like you're hanging on. Um, so that's the great thing, the ebbs and flows of the National Football League in a season. You have injuries. You have so many other things that affect the team. Um, but it's always cool to see how it all plays out. Like our division, two weeks ago, we were at the bottom division. We're at the top of the division. You know, the Jets are still there. Miami's still there. Um, Buffalo's still there. Like everyone is right in close enough uh, reach to send a couple blows and get mm-hmm. your way back in there. So uh, you just don't know. You yeah, don't any know. any given Sunday, anybody can win. And we say upsets, but really not. There's upsets no upsets. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, talent that, everywhere. Yeah, in this exactly. League. That's the difference in college football with the upsets that go on. And as we saw this week, what four four of the top ten teams who, were upset. Who we got? Georgia, Washington, Penn State, and West Virginia all upset. I can't I can't lie though. I'm never mad when I see West Virginia lost. Those of you who do not know, we never beat West Virginia in our college career. They beat up on us at Every Rutgers. Yeah. Stole our chance to go to the BCS Bowl in two thousand and don't don't date yourself. Two thousand and six. Don't date yourself. Then they played uh that terrible song that we had to hear. Take me home. West Virginia. Something like that. Take me home. That we listen, didn't we listen to that all off season? Oh, darn mad drills. Yeah, it's all, terrible. All but that's it. but that's what's so crazy in college football. <laughs> you could be on your way to the playoffs, competing for a national championship. You just lost. You got upset. Now we're just playing for a Christmas Day bowl game, and that's it. I'm still reading, so forgive me. It's not that much. It's not that many words. No, I was just looking at it. Uh, we wrote down there, we mentioned Rutgers, and I'm like, dang, where are they coming from? You like stay away from upset. anything Rutgers. But great thing, you live through it. We say there's no real upsets in the NFL, but in college there are. There are teams that have more talent, are superior. Um, I think back to 06, that same year we were just talking about. Start off 9-0. 
beat Louisville at the time. I think we were number two or three team in the country. Louisville, there was two. I was talking. I used to talk trash to Harry Douglas in Tennessee. The still next, about that game. The next week we go on the road to Cincinnati, unranked. Um, probably didn't win. I don't know what their record was, and we get absolutely yeah. killed. They beat us up, but we still finished with only two losses that year. Mm-hmm. Had a one being that West Virginia. Yeah. How do you rebound? You have four of these top ten teams that lose. Um, David Andrews was crushed too on, a, on Saturday night. <laughs> Cru- absolutely crushed. How do you rebound um, and get ready? Because we've seen now with the playoff system, like you're not out. You know, another team takes another loss or an undefeated team takes a loss. It's usually better to lose earlier than later. So how do you rebound and understand like, hey, our season's still right in front of us? I think you point that out as a coach. You point that out uh, to the kids. And like you just said, another team lo- loses and you, it creates opportunity. You're in there. And all you got to do is is turn go on the computer and you can look up last year, the year before. There's been that same opportunity where a team that's had one or two losses has ended up bouncing back and, and, and jumped in the playoffs in this short time that we've been doing it. So you bring up those examples. And then there's probably other examples in other sports that you bring up. And there's probably clips of different players that have talked about the, the emotions that went into losing that game and rebounding, getting back to the next. So I think you talk about that in your team meeting settings and you get your guys ready to go that next week and then you also remind them that whoever you have coming up on your schedule they can care less that you just got upset mm-hmm. and you lost a game and you thought you were going to be here you thought you're going to be there they're coming in ready to kick your butt because for these teams and you're in the top 10 you lose you're still a ranked opponent yeah, so that's true for the team coming in they're looking to uh to continue to kick you while you're down and and try to boost up on, on what you were before then to kind of help boost them up yeah you know? and i think that is what it is you some teams are younger, some teams are older, but I think, like you said, when the coach takes charge, lets them know, hopefully you have some seasoned captains um, that can go in there and lead the way mm-hmm. by how they attack practice. I think this following week, I guess they're probably at practice already for this week, how yeah. you attack that, um, there's, there's, especially with big games coming up usually in conference. There's nothing better than that upset victory, though. I remember <laughs> when we beat Louisville, Pandemonium in Piscataway is what they called it, but just everybody just coming onto the field. Rushing the and field. And the next year we beat South Florida. South Florida was ranked, I think, two or three in the country, and that was a home game. And the same thing, just bum rushing the field. And like that's that's what it's all about, you know. You lead, especially those game night games on ESPN. You're watching. I remember you used to take my laptop to class, and we used to get the discs, the DVDs with the film on. It probably shouldn't have been doing it, but I'm in class <laughs> watching, watching film. film on the laptop, getting ready for that upcoming game. So. You you just think about how cool that was and how much fun it was to take part in those victories, not only from the top 10 teams that have lost, but those up and coming teams. You think our time at Rutgers, that's where we were. We were those underdog team that trying to come up and, and knock somebody off the throne. So, And it, it is cool, though, like you said, going back to watching film in class, trying to prepare. And it's funny how that parallels to like if you do get to make it to the NFL, that is what you do when you have free time. You're not in class no more. Um so it is cool to see like these college student athletes preparing themselves. Um, and speaking of that, Nick Bosa makes he's preparing himself uh, a decision that he chooses. You know, like this is it. Like, my college career has come to an end. I will. I won't take any more risk of injury. Um, I think you've seen that with Jalen Smith on the Cowboys mm-hmm. now healthy. You saw him running around a couple. Well, I don't. Wa- I don't watch. You know, I don't watch Cowboys a lot, but watching the Texans game a couple, maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he was running up and down, 
catching Deshaun Watson and you just think what he had to go through entering the NFL rehab and getting yeah. hurt in college. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he are had, we, are he we for? Are we against? He him? had a, he had a, a core injury. I I went through a core injury. Had two surgeries on it, and um, they, they can be they can be tricky. I guess I'll say you know uh, you get a surgery, you you usually recover. Uh, pretty quickly six to eight weeks and you're fine you you go out there you don't miss a beat but it's just like my first one didn't work that well i had to mm-hmm. get a second one a few months later so um oh, that was such a tough question i think if i had to counsel him and i was a person I'm and a, remember and remember his brother is joey bosa yeah I mean, who's already i could tell from the last name but oh, he's already an animal yes yeah, th- thank too, you so. thank you for the tidbit oh, just saying oh, yeah does, does that factor in why would it what do you mean? Why would it? I mean, I guess it's look at Jackie Slater, Hall of Famer. Look at Matt Slater. Yeah, oh, you're just saying the lineage. I'm just the, saying the bloodline. Like, it's not like we are here talking about. Well, he's a potential top pick. I didn't need to have a brother in the league. You're a potential top, pick. but you're not now just you're a talented. potential top pick. You're a potential animal because they already seen it. Yeah. Anyway, but <laughs> I think the the tough thing that factors in if I'm somebody and I'm giving him advice and I'm purely and solely only looking out for his best interest, then without a doubt, sit down. Like you're you're injured. You've already given this university a lot. Um, where you're going to be in the draft is not going to be impacted by these next however many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing for you is that when you're walking, you step foot in whatever NFL locker room you step foot in, you're 100% healthy. And at the other side of it, though, it's tough because if I'm that 20, 21-year-old. want to be with your guys. Yeah, man. D-Max been my roommate for the past three years. We done came in this thing together as young um uh, snotty nose freshman trying to figure out which way to go on but, campus and now at the end of the day is that really going to affect your friendship no it doesn't affect my friendship but who knows you may be a, a bum and you may not be able to make it in the league you may not be as talented so this might be the last four or five games that we get a chance to line up together and enjoy those moments on the field that we'll instead, continue to talk instead about. you just remember the first 20 or or 30 or whatever well, just, it is you play. Well, just man. fly me out to a few games when you get drafted. Yeah, that, that's that's easy as long as I don't get hurt. So, I mean, we saw Christian McCaffrey do it. Came mm-hmm. in, good, great rookie year, still playing at a high level in the league. Um, so I think it makes sense. You don't get anything for playing at a high level uh, in college and not making it to the pro. So, um, yes, yeah. student athletes, he can still get his education, but the athlete part, he needs to take care of. He probably would rehab right on campus. He can, or he, I mean, he's free now. He's an adult. Yeah, I'm not doing it because I'm not going to class. Hey. You tell me I'm the number one pick. What am going to class for? He could always go to class, though. He's online classes now. He might I'm as not well. doing no class. It's free education. You might as well take that. Didn't you do that? You left and went and trained for the NFL. I was the 203rd pick. It doesn't matter. Education is something. He may go 202 spots before me. It doesn't matter. Education is still education. Do you know how many more hours of the draft you have to watch when you go 203 of the I don't because one? nobody watches you at 203. So I'm You're just right. Saying. It was a commercial. I'm just saying. It was a Bud Light commercial and it scrolled across the bottom of the screen. Tennessee Titans select. Jason I know. McCord. Nobody interested in that. Man, what else is going on? on in your group chat what this is my on? draft story though well, man, no one cares about his draft story right right no one cares no one cares nba season opening tonight yeah we know celtics play the 76ers at uh who you got who you got who's your favorite come on man who's your favorite <laughs> the best player in the, in the nba Ooh, LeBron. so you going with lebron james I, I said, fa- I mean, like for the championship, like the finals. LeBron James. So you think the Lakers not only will win the finals, they'll come out the West? 
LeBron James? That's ridiculous. So you think the Lakers adding LeBron now makes them better than Golden State? Because you know they're going to be there. Don't say LeBron James again. We get it. The king? The guy's an animal. Witness? I actually think the Celtics will make the finals this year. And I think if they have to play Golden State, I honestly think uh, Tristan Thompson said the Celtics got to get through the Cavs. We not worry about Tristan Thompson. A healthy Celtics team is probably the best threat to Golden State. Just because their roster top to bottom. 7-6 is pretty good too. They are, but they Houston won't be. Rockets. They won't Carmelo. be the Celtics. They're not good enough. They Hoodie can come Mello. out waves, but the Celtics have a roster You know top who I like bottom. to watch though? If I would say the most entertaining player, the team I love to watch and see them really succeed this year, OKC, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, solid. The team, my sleeper team, though, the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. I don't think I, that, I don't right? think um, Michael Porter Jr. Is, I think they're being being cautious with him, um, but they got him late in the draft. Are you a part of the medical team? No, I, I read, I read, oh, I saw that. I think I don't think I he's think playing. being cautious. But if he does play, I think it's a team that's being put together pretty good. Djokovic is a is a great player. Um, you add it Djokovic. coming off the vid, off the bench. Did I say his name wrong? Yeah, Djokovic is Djokovic. It's jo- oh, yeah. My bad. Oh. Stick to football. Yeah. Well, I know basketball. I know basketball better than you. Watch. Denver makes the playoffs this year. All I want to hear is, Dan, you were right. So Denver makes the playoffs. Celtics win the champ. Celtics go to the championship. Yeah. Solid. So you just got to make two predictions and you just know basketball. Let's just say, let's say Denver gets around being a playoff team. Not necessarily. I have to, I have to really review. No, they will get in because so if they finish, Minnesota 10? won't make the playoffs this year. So take them out. I'm not 100% locked in on the Jazz making the playoffs again. But you got to add the Lakers. They're, that's one thing LeBron James will bring as a playoff. LeBron James? He will bring that. How bad will Cleveland be this year? Who they got? Now they got um, the draft pick, Sexton. I, I know, he, Colin Sexton's an animal. Yeah. He's a really and good player. And they got player. Tristan Thompson. But they, won't, they will not be good. Oh, the Bucks, Bucks had threatened the East. Giannis. Are they a threat, though? Are they a real threat? They'll make the playoffs. Are the Raptors a real threat with yeah, Kawhi? Without a doubt. Real threat? Yeah, no doubt. Without a doubt, they'll be there. New York Knicks will be better. If they get Kyrie Irving and I guess Butler that's not a, I guess that's not really saying anything. Mm-hmm. They were pretty bad last mm-hmm. year. Um, but no, Kevin Knox solid. Group text combo came up. One of my one of my boys that used to play in uh, just gonna change it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Who used to play in Jacksonville? Uh D Jones. He works at StubHub out in California. So He's at work. He has a colleague who played college baseball. They make the bet that he can throw a baseball. He played pitch. like good college baseball too. I think I forgot what school it was. That he could make a pit. He could throw a ball seventy-five miles per hour. So he poses the te- the question to the group text: Is he crazy for making that bet? Absolutely, absolutely, out of his mind. And his shoulders probably stink from playing football. So you, he thinks he's just gonna stroll up seventy. I don't know a ton about baseball, so I'm interested to see what the people think. Like, tweet me, Instagram. I want to know, is it easy to throw a baseball 75 miles per hour? Because I know no. darn well you can't do it. Oh, I know I can. I've had like three surgeries on my right shoulder. So I haven't had any, so I might be able to. No, you can't. You can't. There's no way. I've seen you. You're, you don't have that type of athletic ability. That that just told the people everything they need. That was about fifty five right there. That was about twenty. No warm up. About twenty eight, twenty nine. Maybe with a warm up, we'll get to thirty six. 
75 but miles no the hour. average person is not that's just like the average person is not going on the nfl field and playing at a high level they're not going to nba court i didn't say 95 miles per hour i even seven even 75 no they're not doing it you're not waking up man i don't care how much you bench press how much you can go in there and, and work with bands because you've seen Brady doing his bands and think you no, you're not doing it. Well, you, you think you're gonna Google average average person throws a pitch? Uh, yeah, man, that, that is just ridiculous. You can, there's no Siri, there's no Alexa. They, they won't help you. Like there's no there's no answer to this. That's what one of our friends in group chat comes. He Google's it and Google's the average high school player throws 65 miles. And I'm sitting here like, you act like these kids are just some slaps. They're probably studs. They probably play at a high level. And then the guys that are really good are pitching probably 80 or 85 in high school. So then, yeah, they become the greats of the MLB. But you can still be a solid high school player, freshman, and throw. But that probably means Generally, you have some 14-year-olds average cruising speed would be about 65 miles per hour. But he's probably a good player. They're not writing this report on some kid who pitched for freshman baseball and then never pitched again. They're saying the average good baseball player can now pitch 65 in, miles Now add in all that bench press that yeah. I do. That's not going to help you. And all that core work that I do. Let's let's Google Google top major league baseball pitcher Apply and see if he arm. see if he says his offseason regiment contains bench pressing 350 pounds on a regular. Ooh, 350. I appreciate that. Well, I'm just saying, I average. I'm not talking about below average. <laughs> uh, we try to stick to average around here. You feel me? So do you do? You, so do you think you could throw 65 miles an hour? You're 31, saying the average 14 year old throws 65. Yeah, but it'll probably hurt. You think you could throw 65 miles an hour? Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Point like flat out ridiculous. You cannot throw 65 miles an hour. Yeah, I can. I can do anything I set my mind to. We need to get a gun or something. I believe I can fly. You need to believe you can't sing. That's what you need to do. Who who lost the weekend, man? I'm going to have to go. Who lost the weekend? Don't think so hard. I'm going to have to go with Jimmy Butler, man. Jimmy Buckets? Yeah, it was just a, a whole extravaganza. I mean, he wasn't showing up to training camp. Then he showed up to training Supposedly camp. Supposedly dominated training camp. We talked about that last week. That was impressive. Dominated, took the uh, the other, took the, 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 the bench players, the threes, to go up against the starters, beat the starters, talk trash to Wiggins. That sounds like a win. Talk, How he losing? Talk trash to uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Told the GM, you need me on this team. He said, you beep. Uh, do it again. What did he say? You beep on this team and you can't. You forgot need. Let's try this one more time. What did he say? You beep need me on this team. There we go. And you cannot win without me. So how is he losing the weekend? Because his goal was to get traded and get out of there. Team camaraderie? Starting tonight, Jimmy Butler will be in a Tim Wolves uniform. That is an ultimate loss. He does not want to be there. So he lost. He lost just from that standpoint. Jimmy like, Butler won the weekend, man. You just said he lost. Nah, Jimmy Butler won the weekend. So Jimmy Butler tied the weekend. Jimmy Butler tied the weekend. So a, why did he win the weekend? Because if you trying to get traded, then he did. Matter of fact, after all of that went down, he did a sit down interview and talked about everything that went down, and he's still there. 
Tim we don't know for how long, though. Tim will still cut him a check, though. Without a doubt. Jimmy Butler one a weekend. Whether he gets traded or whether he stays, he gets paid, and he'll be a free agent at the end of the season. Well, you know who I think won the weekend? Golden State Warriors. Season hasn't even started. They won the championship. <laughs> That's this, the ultimate win. Is, is, this weekend, season starts Tuesday night. Starts tonight. This weekend, everybody's like, yep, resting up, probably doing whatever they got to do for the season. And Golden State sitting back like, man, we won the NBA. We won, we, we won the this, championship. This is coming from a Kevin Durant fan. We won the, it has nothing to do with KD. We had JaVel McGee and... Um, Dang, the kid from Oregon. I'm not helping. And Bell, Jordan Bell, as our starting centers. Um, you and said then, we and R? I'm just saying, I'm saying what they're thinking oh, right okay. now. I didn't know um, if you were associating yourself with JaVel McGee Warriors. dominates in the finals last year. He's my, he's my starting center. Dang, he leaves and goes to LA. What am I going to do? Boogie Cousins signs. So this weekend, while everyone's worried, what, how are we going to be? GMs are sitting there, head coaches. My line, what am I going to do? Steve Kerr sitting back. I'm going to show you like this. Put his feet up. Only thing I agree about he your said, whole man, segment is that we Steve won the Kerr finals. His feet up. He said, we won the finals already, baby. What are we gonna, how are we going to celebrate? We still going to get millions of fans? What, what's going to happen? They're going to come out to the parade or they're going to say, I'm tired of this. Can you Google it? What did Boogie Cousins average last year? And what did JaVel McGee average? And let's see the boost. Appreciate you guys for checking us out this week on double coverage with the McCourty Twins. So you, uh, before you try to end it, do you agree? Did Golden State win the weekend or what? No, they didn't, they didn't even win a game yet. They're 0-0, 0-0. Haven't won, haven't lost, haven't tied. Golden State, do they top their record? What were they? 73 and 9? That was years ago. Do they beat that this year, Adam Boogie Cousins? No, they got to play against LeBron more often. There's no way they do. And Houston and Houston got better. I say no simply because they're going to take time to mesh. Boogie's coming off an Achilles. Has nothing to do with who's on the schedule. Even if they lost, even if they just, let's say, they're not going to lose to those teams four times. Or they, I think they might play Houston three times. I'm not sure, though. But they're not going to lose. But even if they did, that's seven games. They only play the Celtics twice, once at home. Let's say they beat those teams at home. They would have a chance. But because they have to build, I say no. We, we shall see. I'm going to sit back and continue to be Steve Kerr. You be Bill Walton. Not Bill, Luke Walton. You be Luke Walton. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what Lance Stevens is going to do. He has the best player Born ready, but you don't know what the rest of those guys do. Can, you don't know if Lonzo Ball can shoot now. Reminder, you can find the audio version on iTunes. Well, you don't know what JaVel McGee's going to do. You can find the, the audio version on iTunes. All you have to Who's do is go on Lonzo there or Rondo? and search double coverage with the McCourty Twins. Go on there, subscribe. Shout out Steve. Go to YouTube. You can go on there. You can see the uh, video and have the audio version as well. All you got to do is search McCourty Twins. Once you subscribe, you'll be notified every time we post a new episode. Oh, you forgot. More than an athlete. More than an athlete. The McCourty Twins. More than an athlete. Monday night, October 22nd. Shameless plug. McCourty Twins Casino Night at Royale in Boston. Being more than athletes. Come check us out. TackleSickleCell.org. Thank you to Boston Medical Center, Next Step, and Embrace Kids Foundation. I like being more than an athlete today. We're out of here. Get the t-shirt.